As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the playoffs on the NBA Daily Ding podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. My name is Jared Weiss. I am joined by Mo DeKeel. Mo, unbelievable. 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 Man, eight great games. It's like eight crazy days of Hanukkah. Like, this was nuts. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember getting this many good gifts on Hanukkah because every single one of these was an absolute blessing. I will uh, say had, this. I never got okay. one gift on from Hanukkah. <laughs> I, I got to put you on my Hanukkah list, clearly. Well, we, we started off Sunday with the Sixers beating the Wizards, 125-118. Then we had the Phoenix holding off the Lakers, an absolute thriller between the Hawks and the Knicks. But I want to start us off with Memphis upsetting the Utah Jazz, the eight seed beating the one seed. It feels like we're watching March Madness. They pull it off 112 to 109. I mean, it's absurd. And I know before we even get started, I got to give you another thing here. This 100% gave me PTSD. And I feel very uncomfortable right now because this is so similar to the Memphis San Antonio series when Memphis knocked out San Antonio. And I was on that Spurs team. But if you look at it this way, no Donovan Mitchell, which they the Jazz announced kind of at the last second today, which felt like he was going to play. Very similar to Manu Ginobili being held out of game one against Memphis in that series. And lo and behold, both teams lose uh, game one to Memphis. Well, we won't blame this one on the scouting department, but... Um, oh, uh, wow. Was, Shots fired. <laughs> you know, uh, it was funny because I think Mitchell did try to get on the court at one point to get into it with uh, Kyle Anderson, who was awesome in this game. This is one of my favorite slow-mo games that I've watched. And he only had like 14 points, three boards, uh, or four boards, three assists, six steals. Six steals was pretty incredible. We'll get to him in a sec. Let's start at just the beginning of this game where the Grizzlies absolutely could not score and Utah ended up getting out to a 14 point lead early in the second quarter. Utah was cruising. It looked like we were about to have just a blowout. Like this was going to be the first game where it was like, okay, not as great of a playoff game. And this is what a one and one eight seed matchup is going to look like. But man, Memphis kept coming, dude. 
They really did. It's funny because I, I don't look at Twitter during the games anymore because it's just too insane. But I'd imagine a lot of people were probably tweeting about how upset they were that the Warriors weren't out there and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, this Memphis team turns out to be pretty unbelievably entertaining. I think it really starts with Dylan Brooks, who was just an absolute animal attacking the rim. He finished with 31 points on 13 for 26 shooting, but that play where he drove and did the through the legs and then, you know, the leaner to finish at the rim. I mean, that was just one of my favorite drives I've seen in the league this year. I mean, he's been phenomenal over the past few weeks, but this game he finished with, what did he finish with? 31? Yeah. 31. 31 on 13 to 26 shooting. He was just all over the place. And you can feel like he is the 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 spirit and the engine of this team. You know, Jaws, the super talented one. You know, uh, Anderson's going to make plays and, and and things like that. But he's almost like their mini Draymond in a sense of he's the passion, he's the fire, he's the one that's going to talk massive amounts of trash and you know go out there and back it up. It's been a very impressive performance. So when you back that, when you go with this performance and look back at what he did against the Warriors on Friday night to knock them out. You know, you're just looking at it going like, dude, he, he is fun to watch. He is. I mean, this Memphis, this Memphis team has a great kind of diversity of offensive talent where they just have so many different types of players that are so fascinating to watch. I mean, slow-mo I thought was just so, so great to watch with the ball in his hands, the way he was acting, uh, reacting off of people. Jonas Valanciunas had a great game. We saw him and Gobert have just an incredible trench match where Gobert ended up fouling out on a Jonas uh, hook shot. Uh, I mean, this was just the exact kind of battle that you're hoping to get out of these kind of teams. Yeah, I mean, this is very impressive performance from the Grizzlies. Now it's okay. Go do it again in two more nights, you know. Sure. But but you know, uh, but across the board, they came in here so much more hungry. I mean, the Utah made their first two threes, and then it felt like they didn't make one for four years. Um, they really struggled from that end, from the way they play and how they do things. It was a really Kind of shocking a bit. No Donovan Mitchell. Connolly looked kind of out of sorts. Got going a little bit towards the end, but just never looked comfortable. And I mean, it, and, and it's really just the Grizzlies. They came in there. They walked into this arena that's not an easy piece, place to play. Yeah, that, they had a swagger to them between Brooks uh slow-mo was getting into it with some of these guys morant is this assassin uh desmond bain he got into it with someone after hitting a buzzer was it a buzzer beater three at the end of the third quarter i mean george there, Yang. There was, yeah, yeah yeah i mean there was just this this edge that they were playing with which has obviously come to define these different iterations iterations of memphis teams but you know utah has been kind of clinically perfect in their execution all year and you're in the playoffs where a team that's really playing off a heart can surprise you at any moment we got to give utah some credit because it did look like they were about to get blown out and they made a run and made it close boyan bogdanovich got it going jared in that fourth quarter corner three god it was quiet for a while i think he had zero points in the first half 29 in the second half like that's pretty impressive <laughs> you know it was like I looked around and said okay i think i'll just go do this now he had see one two three four five baskets in the fourth quarter not too bad three of those were threes he was the run that got them back into it because they were trailing 
by 17 at one point in the fourth quarter. This came all the way down to a one possession game. Uh, and if, if it wasn't for that really shrewd take foul by Kyle Anderson right at the end there to force uh, Utah to, to uh, hit, go to the free throw line and take two instead of uh, three by Bogdanovich, this could have had a completely different ending. Before we even get to that, Ja Morant really took over at the end of this game. You know, I, I think he had like three or four straight buckets for the Grizzlies where he just got into the paint. And that's really the problem for the Jazz in this game. Even with Gobert, they got outscored in the paint 62 to 42. It was the guards getting in there and hitting floaters. And and every time Gobert came to block their shot, Valanchunas was there for an offensive rebound. I'm just shocked just by that number. Them giving up 62 paint points blows me away. Memphis took 19 more field goals in this game. I mean, credit to Utah. They got to the line another 12 times or so. They ended up hitting 14 more free throws, which was a big part of why they were up so big. But, you you know, Memphis put the pressure on. They had 12 steals in this game, six of them for slow-mo. And they were just, the, the energy level was so much higher and that was really tra- channeled through Morant, who just kind of kept getting to the rim, going down the left lane over and over again with these like gorgeous kind of extending finger rolls that Utah just could not defend. Yeah, they just had they had no answers for Dylan Brooks in the first three quarters. And then when he was kind of chilling, they had absolutely no answer for John Moran. And kind of, again, going back a little bit to the game against the Warriors, he closed out the Warriors in overtime with a couple of big-time buckets, one on on uh, Steph Curry and, and one on uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. I mean, like, we're watching really kind of a, a star emerge in John Morant right now. And I know people, like you were saying, were upset that the Warriors weren't in the first round. Man, this is quite enjoyable. I think uh, this is just as good to me. I mean, how could you not watch that Memphis-Golden State game and think the the, the more exciting team overall to watch won that? And that was confirmed in this game. And Morant, I mean, Mo, Morant's in his second season and he already attacks with a balance and composure and skill of somebody in the prime of their career. I mean, is how rare is this? Very. I mean, it, it's, I, I want to say very, actually, but we're seeing it with some of the younger guys a little more often. Maybe there's <laughs> something true. going on it with the uh, in the water these kids are drinking these days, Jared. But uh, he's he's rolling, looks super mature. I mean, look at even again what Dylan Brooks has done. You know, a lot of these, this whole team is is young, except for Jonas Valanciunas. They probably call him grandpa. It's they are. It's just an impressive team. And hats off to everybody who's put it together. But I also, we shouldn't go too crazy. Game one overreactions are very common. I think as, as great as Memphis did it, they got to go do this again and and feel comfortable in how they're going to move forward because Utah's going to come out with a fire for game two. Yeah, I mean, and Donovan Mitchell wasn't playing in this game. Like, you know, that's a bit of an absence for sure. And we see this a lot. We see this almost every year. There's going to be one game one or game two shocker by a low seed. And then usually it evens out. If Donovan Mitchell isn't playing, then obviously there's a chance that this doesn't even out. If he is playing, we'd be kind of shocked if it uh, Memphis still is in control. But if there's any team that was going to do it, if Memphis is doing this and they're only shooting 45% from field, from the field, 35% from deep, I mean, there's still room for them to grow too. 
All right. Well, instead of going over the rest of the games really quickly, why don't you just go listen to the basketball buds on the Athletic NBA show? They went into detail all the other phenomenal games that we had throughout the weekend. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll have more on the games for Monday evening. For Mo Keel, I'm Jared Weiss. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget about all of our other shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. We have, obviously, the Athletic NBA show. We have No Dunks. We have House of Strauss. We have all your team-specific shows. We have plenty of of team-specific shows for teams in the playoffs right now to really get deep dives into what's going on in those series. So be sure to check those out and be sure to subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash ding. And be sure to listen to Mo say the two words that we start every day on. Ding, ding.